Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. You know, guys... It's really interesting because especially if you're like me and you're a news junkie, you're always looking at the news and you're always reading about something terrible happening around the world. Something tragic is happening here. War, natural disasters. Recently in our news, we're hearing about, you know, fire out in Colorado or tornadoes out in Oklahoma or we hear about some superstorm this or some superstorm that. In fact, I don't know if you've noticed, but the press is almost kind of like looking for something to happen. So like even like the big superstorm that we were supposed to have Thursday was just like a normal rain, you know. And it's almost like we're all we're all just like ready for something to happen and everything. And people, have you noticed, are on edge. And especially Christians today are on edge. How do I know that Christians today are on edge? Well, all you have to do is listen to one speaker after another. It's almost like a doomsday type thing. Almost like some kind of just conveying about how terrible things are, how terrible things are in this nation, and how terrible things are, period. And Jesus, here's the bottom line, Jesus must be coming back soon. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. In fact, maybe you've even said something like that. The end times are here. Jesus is coming back soon. And you know, I I especially hear those kind of things when your guy that you want to be president doesn't get elected. I'm just being honest. Then he's really coming back. But you know, after so many elections, you kind of realize he's not coming back that quick, is he? Here's what we're going to see today. We're going to see that actually what we see happening right now, can I say it, is normal. And it's time for you and I as believers to grasp it. That what we see happening right now in the world with the wars and terrorism and and with the natural disasters and and fearsome things that are happening and so forth and and being on edge and economies collapsing and, and, and job losses and all of that stuff. And we could go on and on and on with all the terrible things that are happening in the world. Can, can I tell you right off the bat that what we're going to see today that Jesus is going to tell us is it's normal. It's the nature of the time. It's the reality of now. And we're going to see that. But here's the problem. We're on edge. So if you notice in your bulletin, I've got that first section there. It's we're on edge. And so two points I want to make here about us being on edge. Number one, Christians are totally freaked out by current events. Christians are totally freaked out by current events. Totally. I I wanted to put this down. I thought about it, but go ahead and add it in. You know, in front of where it says Christians are totally freaked out by current events, put North American Christians are totally freaked out by current events. Because it's almost like we're not used to this. If you travel anywhere else around the world, it's normal. We're having a hard time adjusting to it, so we're like freaked out. We're on edge. Here's the other thing. The bottom line is, is our reaction is based on ignorance. Our reaction is based on ignorance. What do you mean ignorance, George? Well, if you understood, which we're going to look at here in a moment, what the Bible says and what Jesus says, 
You wouldn't get freaked out. You wouldn't get freaked out at all. You wouldn't be on edge. You wouldn't make statements that are silly. You wouldn't get to the place where you're like, so, oh, what's going to happen to Jesus? It's just a war. Oh. No. It's all because of ignorance. It's all because we're ignorant of what the Bible says. You know what? Having a Bible is more than just owning it and holding it and having it in your house. Having a Bible is reading it and knowing what it says. But for many of us, all we know about what it says is what the preacher told us or what the guy on the radio said. It's not what we've read ourselves. And if you look at what Jesus says, you begin to understand that he told us how things would be right now. And if we understood what he said, we wouldn't get freaked out. In fact, he tells us the opposite of not getting freaked out. He tells us what we need to do. And that's really what we're going to look at. So let's look. We're going to look at the Gospel of Luke. We're on our earth walk. We're journeying through the Gospel of Luke, especially at that last part of Jesus' life, that last week of his, of where before he goes to the cross and dies. He's teaching in the temple. And... He's talked about, remember the setting is, he told them that these stones are, you know, they were having pride about the temple. They said the temple's going to be standing. And, you know, how wonderful it is. He says, you know, in just a little bit, not one stone's going to be left here. Remember, he just told them right before, we're going to look today at verses 10 through 19. In verse 9, he tells them that the end will not come immediately. It's not going to happen as quick as you think it is. And so he tells them what's going to happen. So then we're going to look today at verses 10 through 19. He's, going to, he's telling them what's going to happen, but it's actually what's happening right now before the end does happen. What we're going to see is, for us, is happening right now. For them in Jerusalem, it was going to come immediately to them. So look with me at verse 10. And he said to them, listen to what he says, Nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes in various places, famines and pestilence. There will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, they will lay hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. But it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Therefore, settle in your hearts not to mediate before on what you will answer. For I will give you a mouth and a wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, They will put some of you to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But not a hair on your head shall be lost. By your patience, possess your souls. Here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to basically 
talk a couple of things here. We're going to take this section of verses and we're going to divide it into two other sections. We're going to see what the norm is. Remember I told you that things are happening now is the norm. So we're going to talk about the norm. What is the norm of our world? And then we're going to talk about the proper mindset that Jesus is calling us to as we deal with the norm. Okay? Because here's the thing. What we're getting freaked out by is the norm. How do you know it's the norm, George? Because Jesus told us it was going to happen. So let's look at what the norm is. First of all, here's what the norm is. Wars, natural disasters, and fearful events will be common. Wars, natural disasters, and fearful events will be common. Do you realize that? You know, here's the thing. You know what? I'm 47 years old. I grew up in a military home, so I'm an army brat. I can tell you from 1966 to this point, I don't think a year has gone by where there's not been a what in the world? War. Now, there's been times when Americans haven't fought in wars, and stuff goes on. Wars happen. Wars happen. You know that. Here's the other thing. Natural disasters happen. Hurricanes happen. Tornadoes happen. All this stuff that's happening in the world. It's natural disaster. Jesus said there would be great earthquakes, famines, pestilence, droughts. It's all common. Fearful events. Spectacular signs in heaven. All of it, Jesus told us what? The stuff that we get freaked out by, the stuff that we read in the news because we don't have any understanding of what the Bible says, we look at, oh, the end's coming. It's all normal. All those things are normal. Here's what else he said. And this is the one that we're really having a hard time with today in North America. Persecution will take place on every level. Persecution will take place on every level. We were just looking at this this morning in Sunday school in 1 John chapter 3. John basically is telling you and I as believers not to be amazed that what? That the world hates you. It seems like the most difficult thing, especially in North America today, as the culture is shifting more and more, becoming more secular and more pluralistic and becoming less and less of a what we would consider a Christian nation. You need to realize that, folks. We're not a Christian nation anymore. Quit listening to the rhetoric on your radio station. Okay? Hey, by the way, let me just say this. If you listen to something all day long that tells you the world is purple, and every day you hear the message that the world is purple, guess how you're going to see the world? Purple. So don't get freaked out by the fact that it's pink or yellow. Or blue. So if you continue to listen to rhetoric all the time that is telling you that you need to react or be angry about what Jesus tells us is normal, it's not going to go good. Don't get freaked out. Because Jesus is telling us that on every level, persecution is going to take place. What do you mean every level? level From the government and the laws that it makes and the court decisions that are there down to you and your everyday life at the place that you work. What do you mean the place that I work? 
You might work with somebody that doesn't care that you're a Christian. You might have a boss that doesn't care that you're a Christian. You know what I mean? Don't get freaked out by that. We're acting like it's unusual. But it's not. It's not at all. In fact, you say, well, it's never been a part of our history. Really? You know what? Then you're being selective in what you know about your history. What do you mean? Well, how many of you know how the state of Rhode Island was formed? Anybody remember that? Know that from history? Anybody know how the state of Rhode You say, I know how Rhode Island was formed. Anybody know? I'll tell you how it was formed. There was a guy by the name, I think it's Roger something or another. He was actually the first governor of Rhode Island. He was in Massachusetts. He was a Baptist. He fled from Massachusetts down to what we now know as Rhode Island because he was being persecuted, are you ready for this, by the Puritan Congregationalists of Massachusetts because of his Baptist views. So he went to establish a colony where there would be a freedom of religion and thus was formed Rhode Island. Because of persecution in our colonies. Do you guys know that that's the history of Pennsylvania? Do you ever wonder why there are so many Catholics in Pennsylvania and Monrovians and so many other Amish and Mennonites? Why, why, why does Pennsylvania support those? Because they weren't tolerated in the other colonies. William Penn was a Quaker when he started it, and he started it with a freedom of religion. Do you have to understand, all the way from the beginning, there's been what? Persecution. But what do we do? We listen to the rhetoric that sounds good to us, and if they keep telling you it's purple, you're going to see the world as what? Purple. But the norm, Jesus tells us, is that persecution will take place on what? Every level. Here's the other thing he tells us. Here's the other norm that you need to grasp here. The proper mindset. We see two things there, the norm. War's natural disaster. Fearful events will take place. Persecution will be normal. So how do, how do I react to this now, George? Because you don't want me to be freaked out by it because it's normal, but I don't like the norm. It's okay for you not to like the norm. Okay? Because I'm not saying you've got to like the norm. Because the norm doesn't sound good, does it? Okay? So how do I react to it? Well, Jesus tells you how to react to it. In fact, he's going to point out four things here from this passage that I want to share with you today to how to understand and how you and I are to function today in what is the norm that we're getting freaked out by. Here's what he says. First thing, look with me, verse 13. But it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. What's he saying here? Recognize the opportunity to share. Because here's the thing. Christians are freaked out today, but Christians aren't the only ones freaked out today. Do you know who else? Everybody else is freaked out today. Because why? Because every big storm that we've had so far, everybody's blaming it on what? Climate change. Global warming or global freezing, whichever you want to call it, okay? 
the, the reality is, is that everybody's blaming it on something. Everybody's freaked out about something. Everybody's freaked out about the wars. Everybody's freaked out about this. Everybody's freaked out about the economy. And it's not just Christians who are freaked out. We, we, we just add our own list to the stuff that we're freaked out about. Okay, it has to do more with the persecution thing and the, and the way that we think the country's going and it's down to tubes. But what we need to do is, are you listening to me? Look at it not as a negative, but look at it as a positive, because what we have in front of us is an opportunity to share hope. An opportunity to share with others that there's something beyond this world. An opportunity to share with others that Jesus Christ is salvation. And that there's hope in him. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? We, we need to quit getting freaked out. We need to start looking at it as an opportunity to share with others the hope that we have in Jesus. First of all, we've got to remember our own hope. But we need to share with others. See, here's the thing. Recognize. Don't get all... Whoa! You've got to recognize... Yeah, the world's getting free. The world's going nuts, okay? But it always has gone nuts. I'm 47 years old. It was going nuts when I was 20. You know what I'm saying? Back then we were worried about nuclear bombs. Well, you know, there's the possibility of that today. Yeah, I know. But rather than get freaked out, Jesus is telling us, recognize that it's an opportunity to share. Here's what else he tells us. Look at verse 14. Verse 14, folks, write a big star by it. Look at what he says. Therefore, settle in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer. What's he talking about here? Settle your hearts now. Some of you just need to settle your hearts. You know what? If you listen to CNN or Fox News or whatever your favorite news channel is all day, you're going to get angry. Because that's how they make money. It's a business. They make money by getting you angry because they want you to keep watching. It's like a different type of soap opera. You know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? I remember in churches years ago, quit looking at soap operas. Well, quit looking at the news. Seriously. And because what it does is it unsettles us. And we start having these, are you, maybe you're like me. I'm the kind of guy that, you know, if I enter into a situation, I decide beforehand how I'm supposed to act and what I'm supposed to, well, if this is said, I'll say this. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You're a pre-planning type of dude. Jesus is saying, don't be pre-planning. Don't even think about what you're going to say. And when the time comes with what you're facing, you just settle in your heart beforehand. Settle your hearts. Rest in Him. In fact, here's a great psalm for you. Psalm 37. Wonderful psalm. What do you mean? Oh, let me turn to it. Listen to what he says here. Great psalm. The psalm of David. I mean, really, this, this psalm could be the psalm for the church today in the 21st century. Here's what he says. Verse 1. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither like green herb. 
Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. And He shall bring forth your righteousness as a light and your justice as a noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Now listen to what he says here. Listen. Don't fret because of Him who prospers in His way because of the wicked man. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Wow. Isn't that a verse for today? Settle your hearts. Settle your hearts. Jesus is saying, look, you get it as an opportunity to share, but you settle your heart. Look at what else he tells us. Look at verse 15 and 16. Go back to Luke chapter 21. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. And you will be hated, verse 17, by all for my name's sake. What's he talking about here? He will empower us to speak. He'll empower you. He'll empower you with the right words to speak during that time. He'll empower you to stand. He'll empower you to endure. He'll empower you to deal with the junk you've got to deal with. Settle your hearts. He's not leaving you out here on your own, forsaking you. He'll empower you. But not just that. There's one final thing here. Look at what he says. Remember what he says. Look at verse 17. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But look at this. But not a hair on your head shall be lost. And by your patience possess your souls. What's he saying here? Stand in the confidence of your deliverance. What do you mean by that, George? Because people, I mean, there's been many, there are people today being murdered for the name of Christ. They're being martyred for the name of Christ around the world, especially in Asia, North Africa, in Africa, and even in South America. There's people who are dying. What do you mean? Not one head will... How how can you say... Look, folks, deliverance is more than just you surviving physically. The hope of deliverance we have is that one day we're going to be with Jesus. And even if they take your life, they can't take away your hope. They can't take away your salvation. They can't take away your eternity. So stand in that. So yeah, the world may get screwed up. Yeah, the world economy may crash and things may get terrible. Yeah, persecution may be on the rise and some may die. But you keep standing in your hope and your confidence in Jesus. Because your deliverance is from somewhere else. They can't take that from you. So Jesus is saying, this is the norm. What you're getting freaked out is by the the norm. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at it as an opportunity to share. Share about what? Share about me, Jesus says. Share about the truth. I want you to settle your hearts. Settle your hearts. Calm down. Don't fret. Trust in me. Hang on. Hang on. Because I'm going to give you the power. 
I'm going to give you the words to speak when you need to speak them. I'm going to be there with you. Don't worry, your deliverance is coming. You stand in your deliverance. That's what our hope is. Folks, that's what your faith is in, is it not? Your faith is in Jesus Christ and the salvation that He gives you. It needs to be if it isn't. The world you know it could change tomorrow. For some of you it might. But you need to hang on. Don't get freaked out. You say, okay, George, how do we, how do we take this and we apply it to our lives? Well, again, I've got two questions for you and here's an action point for you. Number one, are you freaked out about the future? Are you freaked out? Well, George, you don't know what's going on in my life, man. You don't. You're right. I don't know, and probably you've got a good reason to be freaked out. And let me just go ahead and say that if you're freaked out and you're just resting in yourself, that's a normal reaction. Freaky, being getting freaked out is normal. You can ask Lori. I get freaked out. In fact, she's the cool head in a crisis. I'm the... Ah! She'll tell you that. The kids laugh. That was, you know, we know. I mean, I look like I'm calm, cool, and collective. But let a crisis happen and you'll know. Freaking out is normal. The issue is whether you're staying. You hear me? The issue is whether you're staying there. Are you freaked out about the future? Here's the thing. Is your reaction based upon ignorance? Are you reacting to everything that's happening in the world? Are you listening to the, somebody telling you the world is purple and you're accepting that as it's purple, 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 purple world? And, you, and you're reacting to that angry that the world is purple. You should not be that way. I want America the way it was 40 years ago. Really? Really? Have we really thought about that? Because I remember 40 years ago, I was 7 years old, I remember the old times talking about how they wished it was like it was 40 years before that. Do you remember that? Am I the only one who remembers that? Is your reaction based on ignorance? What do you mean ignorance, George? Are you ignorant of what God's Word said? Folks, today you're not ignorant anymore. He already told you it's normal. Here's what He told you to do with it. What are you going to do with it now? So here's your action point. Ask the Spirit to help you to rest in Jesus. That's what you got to do this week. You know, probably this week, Something's going to happen. It's going to be on all the news stations. Some kind of natural disaster. Some kind of tragic event. Some terrible shooting. Some war crisis situation. Some terrorist activity. Something's going to happen. You're going to get freaked out. Some pink slip at work. Are you going to let that shake you? Ask the Spirit to help you to rest in Jesus. If you need to, read Psalm 37. Psalm 37, the whole psalm is awesome. Why? David says there, I'm young and I'm now I'm old. And I've never seen the what? The righteous forsaken or his children begging bread. 
goes on a little bit further. Here's what he says. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in them. Though he yet stumble, he will not utterly be cast down for the what? The Lord upholds him with his hands. It talks about the faithfulness of God. Don't you worry. Don't fret. Rest. Some of you need to rest. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.